The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, season 18, episode number 72. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We're at a little earlier time today, so for you, the, for those of you guys out there listening live, thank you for joining us. Uh, the rest of you guys, it'll be like normal, just get us on demand. Got Nick in studio, we got Amber in studio, Brian should be joining us momentarily. Uh, Nick, before we get into it too much, I did want to... We had a question yesterday, and I would be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, I asked these these guys, um, did anything that happened Monday night in that Washington-Philadelphia game change your opinions of Philadelphia, Washington, or the NFC East? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, well, just just knowing that, you know, Philly's not going to run away with anything. I mean, I did kind of mention that I thought Washington had a chance to You did. You called that. And somebody on Twitter actually called yeah. that out. They were like— Nick actually said this was going to happen. Yeah, so. but as you and Todd Archer point out, when you make a lot of predictions, <laughs> true. you're bound to hit one. You're bound right. to hit one, yeah. There, there's some no, sayings about that. But yeah. but division games, we've seen it several times where yeah. you know you, you, you blow out the team the first time, and the second time around, it's not the same. So I, and, I, and I said this before, I think Washington's going to be a factor in this thing. Have they even played the Giants yet, Washington and the Giants? I'm not sure if they have. And I know the Giants haven't played Philly yet. So like there's there's a lot to to be yes. done here. I just think that it's going to it's going to be interesting how 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 it goes. Philly though, they're good. I mean, they were better than Washington, you know. Face mask penalty didn't get called and that deep ball with the foam it's just kind of yeah, some fluky fluke, things. Yeah. But I mean, I I think, you know, but it's good to know that they can be beat. Yeah. Looking at Washington though and looking at their ability to uh, to run the ball pretty good, looking at their ability to stop the run. They're pretty stout there. Really stout. Yeah. As you look at all the teams in the NFC East, if you had to prioritize them as the team that is the worst matchup for Dallas through to the I easiest matchup, I, I, how would yeah. you rate them? Um, I, think it's, I think it's Philly, Washington, and the Giants. That's just because of that run matchup and stopping the run. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, also, you got to go at Washington. So, Philly, Washington, the Giants. Which I think that's what y'all said, right? Yeah. yeah. We, I think we all agree yeah. on yeah, that. It was agree. the same uh, yeah. listing yeah. order. So, And, I mean, they're all, they're all tough. I mean, it's – I think – you said that on. I think you said on the show that you felt better about the game. I felt worse about the Packer game because you're just like, <laughs> you had opportunity. I mean, think about yeah. just think about what the, the what the perception of the Cowboys would have been if they would just win the game. Just whatever whatever play you want to say goes their way, and they mm-hmm. win that game, mm-hmm. and then that happens to the Philly. You're like, here we go. Cowboys could get the one seed. That that's what you'd be thinking. That's like, true. They could get the one seed. Yeah. And so that's that's why it's a little frustrating to know. That's why I would, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to 
take the headset and slam it down. You know, I'm not doing that, but but uh, you'd be the only one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, honestly, though, I, I I still look at it again because of what happened Monday night. I do think the Cowboys still could get the one seed. I, I think it starts with this weekend. They gotta win this weekend if they want to to get in oh, that yeah. in that error. But I, look, look, Philadelphia is not unbeatable. Um, and and the Vikings aren't unbeatable. There's nobody in the NFC that you're like, I really worry about them. The teams that I worry about most are below the Cowboys right now. And I heard you talking this morning on the fan. Yeah. Like San Francisco is the one I still look at like, man, I, I yeah. don't really – I don't know how well Dallas matches up there. And Tampa Bay is still a team I'm like, I don't know how well Dallas matches up there. And if the, the Packers, who now are only two games out of the playoffs, they happen to get back into it. I don't know how well they match up there if they had to play them again. So it's more the teams below than the teams that are right now Mm -hmm. up there at the top. For the sake of the discussion, Mm -hmm. and you know, like how confident are you even about the Cowboys right now? Because we, I mean, I get it. You got to win these games, and you can get up there or whatever. But when you look at what the Cowboys currently are, what they did last week, or yeah, I guess that was last week Sunday. When they did uh, what they did there, and when you start looking at the issues that they currently have, and you you've seen them in their best moments, and you've seen them what they can do, and when the offense is working, when the defense is attacking the way that they do, being able to pressure the quarterback and all that. But now, when you look at the areas where they're really lacking, and you can still point out the receivers group and also the quarterback. I mean, Dak at times. It's not perfect. And then on top of that, you add the run defense and what they're currently struggling with there. And you look at the analysis of now where we're at with them. How is your like where is your confidence level at when looking at the Cowboys as a whole for the for the second half of the season? To to me? Yeah. That's same. They got they got one major flaw in my opinion. And that's they can't stop the run. And my belief is if and this is going to start with the defensive coordinator and go down the line. If everybody from the defensive coordinator all the way down to the players says, stop worrying about getting after the quarterback as your primary concern. Your primary concern is stop the run. If all of those people make that the primary concern, my belief is that they will be adequate at stopping the run. If they're adequate at stopping the run, they win that game. They win that game going away in Green Bay. They had a 14-point lead Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. Like, they win that game going away. And you can say what you want about the offense and Dak and whatever, but guess what? Yeah, it started off, it wasn't perfect. They got 28 points by the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. If you can stop the run... You win that game. So all I'm saying is, like, there are lots of areas where they can improve. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they can't improve. Dak can be better. The receivers can be better. The offensive line can be better. They got one major flaw that if they don't fix that, they're not going anywhere. And that, to me, is a run defense. Yeah, and and it's probably going to come to – I mean, they can stop the run. They can get the run stopped. It's just that that's not the way they want to play. And there's guys that that are on this team that are – supposed to be here for you know dynamic pass rushing ability and th- they won't get to, to play the same way they're gonna have to stop the run and then after that we'll we'll see I think there's gonna be different personnel I mean I, I think you got to play guys like Chauncey Golston in there and there's somebody I believe I don't know what I'm not implying somebody's getting cut 
I I do think that somebody somebody that's a player like that's yeah. actually playing games. Yeah, right now. somebody that, like a pass rusher. They they or 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 just benched, but but maybe cut because you're gonna need roster spots. I just think they got too many of these guys. There's just too and many all of the, them. They're ki- similar they're kind the of same. body types, or yeah. So yeah. I just think there's there's not enough space. You bring in who? Uh, I'm not saying you bring in anybody necessarily, unless you unless you've got a defensive end that's out there. I just don't think that they'll they'll keep. There's no room for Basham, Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. And Sam Williams, there's no room for all of those guys, and we know some when of you them. already got Tank, yeah, and you already got Micah, and yeah, I yeah, there's just not room for all of them, and so you can look at it and say, all right, who makes the money, who's drafted, who's young, and you're gonna keep. I mean, you can, you can kind of figure it out, you know. I mean, you don't have to keep some of those guys. Um, there may be more help on the practice squad coming. I mean, I mean, there's there's. There's names out there being floated out there that that are going to happen here on the you know that the Cowboys are bringing in from the practice squad. Not the biggest name, not the OBJ name, but there's some others that are out there. So we'll see we'll see what happens here. I think today is going to be an interesting day, just roster moves wise. You keep hearing this name in Dominican Sue that fans keep throwing around as as an option mm-hmm. to bring in defensive tackle. Obviously, I'm not as big a fan of it. But what do you guys think as far as that being something that the Cowboys maybe should consider? I mean. He, they're not stopping the run on the edge. Like right. that's it's the not problem. Defensive tackle. Yeah. That's that's the problem. I, I think I think they could get it stopped up the middle. It's it's the outside runs, and um, I don't know if he helps you there. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I mean I know why OBJ's out. You know he's rehabbing his knee. Yeah. I don't know why Sue's out. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, do you know? I don't know. My assumption is just because he's not in football. Nobody assigned him. And by the way, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean players like that can't come in and, and add something to your team. I just don't know if it solves the problem. I think yeah. you, you you got Hankins to solve that problem, and I think Hankins is doing an adequate job. I did notice one thing. Uh, I saw this. I was I was looking at uh, on Twitter, and Brian Baldinger, you know, he does his mm-hmm. breakdowns. He did an interesting breakdown. And on one play, uh, it was actually the touchdown play where Aaron Jones ran off tackle mm-hmm. and scored the touchdown. And, and to me, that's where you look at it and you're like, whoa, defensive coordinator, that was – Probably not the best idea because essentially what happened, play starts, defensive end and defensive tackle both just shoot outside and create this gaping hole that now your linebackers have to fill. Problem is offensive lineman's on Micah on him pretty quickly. And so now him trying to get off a block and basically control this big gaping hole, it's like that's a that's an example of where I said earlier in the show it has to start with the defensive coordinator and go all the way down that the priority needs to be stopping the run, which yeah. in that instance you don't send your tackle outside. Um, now we also have to we we're, I'm assuming that was not that was his assignment. Maybe it wasn't his assignment and he messed it up. But but that's where I think you, there are some issues here with this run defense that may be fixable if you just either focus on what you're doing, or everybody know their assignment and play their assignment and fit in their gap. You can't keep worrying about sacks all the time. That's what it is. I mean, you got guys that come off the field and they're and they're they're asking about did I get a sack there, and they need to call the the league to see if they can switch the sack to you know if it was my sack versus. His. I mean, they're all worried about it. I get it because that's that's the stat that people view, mm-hmm. but it's causing problems. And I say it all the time about the Colts, but way back in the day, Dwight Freeney, those guys, Dwight Freeney cared about sacks. They didn't ever stop the run because they got up the field, and so you got to be, you got to find a way to be disciplined and and 
and, and know that this is more embarrassing is getting 200 yards rushing on you is more embarrassing than finishing a win without a sack. They all need to realize that, and I don't think that they do. I mean, whether they do or not, you know, we've seen, we've interviewed players that aren't real happy about a, a win because they didn't get individual stats. You, that, that brings up an interesting point. How do you guys think Micah's going to respond to this? Because this will be the first time in Micah's career with the Dallas Cowboys where people are talking about him in a negative way. I saw this morning on Good Morning Football, they were basically saying, oh yeah, here's the blueprint for neutralizing Micah Parsons. And, uh, and, and I wonder, a guy like him who is very, very prideful um, and takes a lot of pride in the fact that he is among the best in the NFL, I wonder how he responds to a game where everybody's looking at him and saying, you're part of the problem. What do you guys think? Well, I think he plays. I, I I don't think he plays well when he's frustrated. I think he plays well when he's pissed off, though. So and, maybe and, that's uh, a good thing for this week. Yeah, I mean, I think so. <laughs> I mean, last time he went to Minnesota, he was the defensive player of the week. I mean, yeah. he had four tackles for loss. So um, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's another element on this too that we're. we're I, Yes, they gave a lot of rushing yards to the Bears because the Bears just kept doing it, and that's the only thing the Bears could do. So they just kept running and running, and the Cowboys kind of let them have it and all that. The Packers did it as well, and Aaron Rodgers did a really nice job there. But I don't think other teams are going to have the same success because they don't have the same quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. And 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 I I think yes, you can keep running it, you can running, but at some point you're going to have to make a play. And I don't think that the next three opponents, even though they have got three great running backs, I don't think it's going to be the same. But I do, I do this week, and it's not so much that the quarterback is great. I think the receiver is great, mm-hmm. and the quarterback is pretty good. And so because of that, I do think there will be times in this game where it's the similar kind of thing as what you experienced with Green Bay. They may not have to throw it a lot. They can get going with their running game and do a lot of their damage on the ground if the Cowboys are going to give up that ground yardage. But they can make a few big plays in the passing game as well, which is exactly what the Packers did. They just made a few big plays in the passing game. And with those receivers out there, I think they can make those big plays. They've been making them all season. We saw last week, yeah. that should not have been a completion. <laughs> but Jefferson is just he's just stupid, crazy good, yeah. right? And so that's where I, I differ a little bit on that. I do think this – I agree with you with the Giants, but I think for this week, I do think it's very similar to what you faced last week. You know, I don't want to say this – because it's going to be recorded, and I don't want to regret saying <laughs> this. Here we go. <laughs> this is a good time to turn around. <laughs> I know, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to say it. Good time to turn around. It's in regards to Micah. Mm-hmm. I think I do think he's one of the greatest players. He's definitely the best player that the Cowboys currently have on their roster. But I feel that in the past weeks, and. He's the type of player, yes, you can move him around and do all that. But when you take him away from doing the defensive end job and like pressuring the quarterback and you put him at linebacker and have to and, and he's still the type of player that a lot of the times you see him just show up. He's like, How how did he get there faster than anybody else? But there have been times, certain plays that I've seen, especially in this last game, where him being on like that part of the field, linebacker, he, his game is kind of looking like a little slower, where he's not as impactful as he can be on the defense overall. I'm not saying he's bad or anything, but I think that his game 
is taking a hit when you take him away from just pressuring the quarterback. His game goes down a level. I'm not saying that level is bad whatsoever, but it's not at the top where it's been this whole time. So I do think his game is just... He looks at time a little... Not a step behind, but just a little slower and differently. I I don't know if you guys have noticed that, and I know people are kind of starting to um, comment about him. And I don't know if you saw the comment. I was trying to look for it, but Dan Quinn was act. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like where Micah made a comment about accountability mm-hmm. and like players taking accountability, and he said some like players weren't taking mm-hmm. accountability. And then Dan Quinn was asked about it, and he just came back and said, "Look, everybody has everybody's back," and kind of switched it around. But that's the kind of things that. You wouldn't expect him necessarily to say because I do see him kind of as a leader and all that. But when it gets to him, it does get to him. And that's the difference between how he responds. Does he play harder and go out there and play even more? Or does he become that frustrated player where now he's going on Twitter, saying all kinds of things, just letting it the frustration get to him? So it'll be interesting to see when, if it happens again this weekend, how he responds to all those types of comments and how he handles that because he hasn't faced any of that since yeah. he got here. They don't know. I mean, I don't know where do you play him. That's the problem. He's a tweener, and it doesn't matter what position that is. It, it, it doesn't matter what sport, basketball, football, any, anybody that's ever been labeled somebody like that, an in-between end, in-between linebacker, in-between a forward or a guard or whatever. Like, you mismatch problems are, are good when it's in favor for you. But it's also a mismatch problem. It depends on who who you're facing, yeah. you know, and that's the problem. They just don't, you don't know exactly where to play him. Because if you just played him strictly at defensive end all the time, I think he'd get. I think they'd run at him a lot. I think he'd get worn down a lot more in the games. And and I don't well, he'd think, probably be playing a lot less snaps. If yeah, he's at defensive right. end. That he, helps. He wouldn't be as effective. And if you play him at linebacker. We're finding why you don't draft linebackers that high in the draft because that's why he didn't go that high. I mean, I mean he went high, but I mean that's why he didn't right. go top five because he wasn't a pass rusher until he showed he could pass rush. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a cat and mouse game all the time. They're gonna have to figure out how to do it. They gotta stop the run. They gotta get this run stopped. They get it stopped. Put them in third long situations. Then you can play Micah wherever you want. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask these guys if you were the head coach, what would be your message to the team coming off that game and now heading into a game against Minnesota? We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Get your holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage at the Star District across from Ascension from November 18th through December 24th. Book your visit before December 2nd. Save $5 with code STAR5. Visit stardistrict.com slash Santa for more info. Will this be the year that we get that break picture with Santa? Dave's gone. You, that was a long time ago. Nah. What does no, Dave we, have to do with it? We're still here. Dave, we talked Dave about it, for, and Santa was there, like maybe forty steps away from us, and we never went. I just kind of wanted to see Dave sit on his lap, but now we could put Nick on his lap and see how that goes. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. I don't know. No, it might hurt the old man. I think you'll be all right. You'll be all right. No, it all might right. hurt Santa. Oh, but oh, I thought he's you sitting on his yeah. lap. Yeah, I'll probably. Don't give off. don't give her ammunition. Really? Why would you do that? I'm, I'm a big dude, and Santa should be old. <laughs> hey, I don't call anybody fat. I, I no, that's not ammunition to me. Okay. No, other right. things might be, but not that one. I don't. <laughs> You'll take other shots, yeah, just not yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome to second second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. Question I have for you guys. You're the head coach right now, and you got a team that you think is a really good team, but there are some some cracks that are appearing, and and you lose a game like that on the road that you probably should have won, and now you got to face a team that is one of the better teams in the NFC from a record standpoint on the road again, heading into a, a period where you got some clean games close back to back to back. What would your message be to the team right now? My message would be. We're a damn good football team, and usually things that that kind of everything that goes up should come down. It all pretty much evens out. Mm. I would say of the losses this year, I would say two of the three losses you could have won the game. You made your own mistakes. You could have won. There's not many wins that you could say we should have lost. I don't think there's any. Cincinnati was close. They were better than Cincinnati. All day long, they were better than them. So I, I, they won the game. They're, when you look at it that way, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, these four wins, you know, these four losses should have been wins, but then you can also count about the same. 
Right now, I think they are playing better than their opponents most of the time. They're a better football team than their opponents. That says so in the record. It says so in the points that are scored. It says so in their rankings on, on you know offense defense rankings. So stick to the script. Keep going. Keep fighting. Let's figure. Let's plug these holes a little bit. Should get some help coming back here. I mean, should get some other. You know, Zeke's going to help. Zeke's better than Leek Davis, so Zeke will, will help. I think Tyron Smith is going to come back. I think he's going to play left tackle. I think he's better than Tyler Smith right now. I mean, I, I mean, so I think they're going to get some help, and I think that they're a good football team. And I don't think we would be saying that you know we wouldn't be saying anything different about them if there's no holding penalty there. They drive down, they win the game right then, they win in overtime. I don't think we're talking about this team, and it's just that much of a difference. So I, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button at all. This is a good team. Yeah, I think it all comes down to let's play clean football. You just have to clean it up on offense because the defense, you talk about the run defense, I don't think you can fix that in a week. It's going to take a little bit more time to do that. You can see certain types of improvement depending on what Dan Quinn decides to do scheme-wise and all that. But on offense is where if you play just tight, tight the game, you know, don't get too – I'm not, I, not cocky is not the word I'm looking for, but little greedy or overconfident. You know, there are some throws on there greedy. that you don't need. Greedy's the word. Greedy. And what that was the word. That's what Which Dak he used, uses. He uses. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it's true. That's what they did when it was seven nothing, and they were throwing. There's no the need zone. to that, especially no. when you see you're being able to run the ball. Like the running game wasn't an issue there. They were running successfully, so there was no need to make a throw like that. So. It's just that clean it up on offense, and I think you're just a few step away from just fully clicking there. Um, and I think that's the the most immediate part of the game that you can change from this weekend to next weekend to go up against the Vikings. You don't give up, no turnovers, protect the ball, and just play clean football. Run the ball when you need to, and then when you need to make those passes that you – Check it down, and you're like, okay, I can make that. But don't play a guessing game either. Like, if you feel confident, also don't don't bring up that C- CD play into this game. I think you need to put that like take take oh, a step over the middle, the one over the middle, right before yeah, halftime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they. I saw a breakdown of that play too. It was very interesting. Uh, they broke it down on uh, one of the ESPN shows. Uh, but basically, the way that they defined the way they broke it down, which again, they they're taking some liberties. Uh, but essentially what they said was basically what they showed confused both CD and Dak. Basically, you know, traditional cover two where you got your linebacker in the middle of the field and he's basically dropping deep. They put a safety back there and he was playing kind of going downhill. Mm-hmm. And so if if it's a traditional cover two, then in that situation you've got uh, a CD would, would, would go upfield. If it were a situation where there was going to be a guy in the middle of the field, uh, single safety high, then he would cut across the middle. Basically, what they showed him was cover two, and there's a guy in the middle of the field. And Dak decided, I think I need to go upfield in, 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 in a post. And Dak thought he thought he should have gone across. And there you go. That's your, your answer. The point is, they actually ran that similar play later in the game and actually connected on it. So... There They've were, had some there, success with it. Did you notice if there were other options on, on that particular yeah. play? 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see whether there were other I options. I would need to go play. back and look because yeah. that's another thing. I mean, what are the other options? When you see that you can't make that throw with CD, what do you do then? Who do you I, I personally look for? think if CD would have gone across, that's a completion. Yeah. Because the 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 guy was sitting in the middle of the field, the safety that was sitting in the middle of the field, he was too deep if if he goes in front of his face, he was too deep to make a play on the ball. That would have been a completion. So I actually think Dak was throwing it to the right place. I think CD misread it and I think he went upfield where he actually ran into the coverage rather than going across his face and now making a, an easier completion but again those are the kind of things where that happens in the NFL guess what yeah. guys it, everybody's getting paid out there they're all professionals and these coordinators are looking for ways where they can create indecision where they can have the quarterback and the receiver not be on the same page in these option route type situations and that's exactly what they did and it worked for them. it did but but i think the the problem is is that when you see it done right before the half against the bears and you let the bears back in the game because mm-hmm. of that interception and then you go to the bye week and two weeks later right before the half you're trying to get some points and you do the exact same throw and the exact same play against the packers like they watch film too. Yeah. They're watching Are you getting that better? Film. Yeah. That's their last yeah. tape of, of film that they've got on you. So they see that. Hey, watch for this, Rudy Ford. And that's what happened. And so, you know, I get it. Give them five days off, get them off their feet, do all this cool stuff, which a lot of it's required by the league, yeah. you know, for the bye week. But it's like they didn't learn from there. They don't, coaches don't have to be off five days, you know. And, well, the other it. thing too is I don't think you tell me, I don't think the players. According to league rules, have to be off as many days as they got. No, Do you think that was part of the problem here? Well, they weren't. I mean, they were flat. I mean, they 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 didn't seem they flat didn't, or flat flat. Okay, they didn't seem ready to play. And you know, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, there's ten coaches that are going back to Green Bay, including the head coach. Mm-hmm. And they were fired up and ready to go, but were the players ready to play? I. I I don't know, and I, I'm not. You can't. You can never figure that out. Well, heading into the bye week, we talked about it on this show. How okay? Well, this is a week where you'll do some self evaluation, and you look at the things that you do, some self scouting as well to look at the players you got and all that. But then, like you said, going <laughs> what we saw last weekend. I mean, I don't think there's anything that I saw that would make me think they improved in that aspect. Like, I mean, it was about the same. Yeah. If I mean, you could argue the running game, running defense, slowly getting worse, and you mentioned that yesterday, Derek. But overall, I don't think there was a specific area where I was like, "Oh yeah, they they improved there." I mean, the biggest play of the game, and going back to the Packers one, I mean, he, you could say the the touchdown, the second touchdown to Watson on fourth down. I mean, obviously they don't get that; the game's over. Mm-hmm. But the first touchdown. Like that one was huge too, because that let everyone know, okay, this we're back in this. We tied the game. We just bombed, you know, the the defense. And then Anthony Brown gets hurt. And I don't care what you think. I don't care what the fans that Anthony Brown is a good solid cornerback, mm-hmm. and and he gets picked on all the time because for whatever the reason, he's a good player, and and um, he doesn't get hurt right there. I think it's a different game. Because it exposed the Cowboys. They're already down Jordan Lewis. They're already having to play Deron Bland. Now you have to play Deron Bland and Kelvin Joseph against Aaron Rodgers? Man. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surprising that they didn't light him up even more. Really. So Well, it's because they were they were committed to the run, and the run was working. Yeah. That's why they didn't. Well, he, he had a concussion, right? Yeah. Concussion. You, that you don't... 
Uh, no. But McCarthy said on like? Monday that he has an excellent chance. I think yeah. it, was it excellent was the word he said. Well, yeah, and, and I, to I, play excellent chance to play. Wait, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And that's and that's that's big on a, a Monday. Yeah, it's a big difference. And you saw I mean I don't think any of us trust he, Kelvin Joseph to No. Me. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, I won't say what Nick said to me when when we when he first went down, but yeah, we, I don't think either one of us felt very great about the idea that Joseph was the guy who was going to be coming in. No, he um <laughs> no, at, at all. Like yeah. uh, honestly, I don't think it's working out. I really don't. That's just what I'm going to say. It's not working out. And and yes, he runs down and makes plays on. Uh, he makes plays for you on the special teams. He's had like four or five tackles. And he also gives some away. But he gives some away. I mean, he has stupid penalties at times that don't make any sense. Um, and you know, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's kind of like what reminds me about when the Cowboys drafted Des Bryant. 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Here's all these bad things about Des. Here's all these good things about Des. And after his 10-year career, guess what? They were all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to be late. He's going to be volatile. He's got off-the-field I- I- issues that you know that are going to carry over. Great passion, great player, playmaker. He's a leader. I mean, or he's a he, you know, everyone loves him. He'll 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 do anything for you to make plays. He'll be a highlight reel. They're all true. Right now, Kelvin Joseph all true except for the pros on great cover guy whatever got him drafted in the second round it's just not it's not working out the immaturity and all that we've seen all of that not to mention the off the field i mean that's mm-hmm. that's you know that speaks for itself uh and tragic but on the field i mean it, it's like oh my as soon as he goes down as soon as anthony brown goes down everybody in the press box is like oh man that means he's got to play and think about it this week coming up nashawn wright has, has been inactive mm-hmm. I think I'd take my chances with Nashawn Wright at corner. Yeah. I mean, That's I saying a lot. No, but, but the, the, Nashawn, like, as, as training camp wore on and certainly as the, the preseason wore on, we saw some holes in his game. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, he's got some more development to do. Right. That's a big statement to say you'd rather see him than, than Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, hopefully it gets better, but like, but just saying, and you said it on here too, like, you know, just because oh, he's a good special teams guy, that's not what you want from yeah. a high second round pick. He was a high second round pick, and it's just not. Yeah. It's, it's not. It hasn't. It hasn't been good there. And and I think they got to figure something out. If if even if Anthony Brown comes back, I still think they they their depth there is not what they want. But I I don't want to overreact on Deron Bland. Deron Bland had a couple bad moments in that game. A couple of them where he slipped down. Uh, he also had some good moments in that game too, where he made some plays. Yeah. And so I, I still am, I'm big. And I've told, I told I like you Durham. actually before he went down. Before uh, I, I said once, once Brown went down, I said Deron Bland is the next best cornerback. He should be out there rather than bringing in Kelvin Joseph. Now they went with Kelvin Joseph, but I, in my opinion, I think Deron Bland is your next best cornerback on this team, and I will continue to believe that, even though he had some rough moments in this last game. He is a rookie, uh, and so and a, and a late round pick for a rookie. There are going to be some growing pains, but everything that I've seen from him from the time he arrived here suggests it's not too big for him. He is a really good player, and he's only going to get better. So I, I would this week, if you don't have Brown, I would probably opt to have him out there as my other starter uh, playing all downs, and then you'll bring in Kelvin Joseph. Even if you push Bland into the slot when you're going to go nickel, 
uh, which is a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. I think Cowboys get away from nickel a little bit and go 4-3 a little bit more if they got yeah, the was, linebackers to do it. I was about to say that, too, and I was also going to say this is not a good week to do that. <laughs> You don't think? Well, it's just it's it, it's Minnesota. You're you're right. Minnesota can air it out. Minnesota could run. That's why it's yeah. one of the reasons why they're so good is they're very very versatile. I mean, um, on offense they can do multiple things. Yeah, got a good tight end. Got good receivers. Got a good running game. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. All right, we're going to take our final break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about this Minnesota offense and the Dallas defense. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the break. Chris, I'm going to need some music on this one for Christmas. Here we go. All right. Uh, you can experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> World Headquarters during Christmas time with your ticket. You'll enjoy a 45-minute guided tour, Christmas cookies, and a takeaway limited edition Dallas Cowboys ornament. Select dates are now available and will sell out fast. Book your visit now at starinfrisco.com slash tours. It's Christmas time. I love it. Amber, you just were like, when I said sing, you're like, I don't know. I see you on Instagram singing all the time. I cannot sing though. I sing well, to you're myself on Instagram singing? and I enjoy myself. No, but you put not it out to there get for all of us. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> on, on Instagram, you can skip. You easily oh, okay. skip. All on right. here, you okay. gotta listen through that. Okay, all right. And suffer. But you can bring your daughter to sing on here. 
You know? She has an amazing voice. She she likes to sing a little bit. She likes to sing a little bit. She's in that inner she got that entertainer bug in her, so we'll see. All right, let's jump back in. Final segment of the show. We got literally only about six minutes here. Uh, and we will get into some more of this stuff. Brian actually couldn't end up joining us today. We'll get into a little more of the breakdown of the uh, Minnesota offense tomorrow. We'll do I can both do the it. offense and then can you? Yeah. Dalvin Cook's a really good runner. Yeah. Tough as hell to bring down. Yeah. Justin Jefferson catches just about everything. So good luck with that, Diggs. Adam Thielen is a great route runner. So whoever's on the other corner is going to, that's going to be a problem. And then they added TJ Hawkinson from the Lions in the division. Just another weapon there. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is not playing at night. So it's a day game. It could be a little tougher problem. for him. And uh, But they're 8 and 1 and they're ready for a loss. Okay. <laughs> not, not bad. That's not a bad little breakdown. Let me ask you this question. Knowing how good Justin Jefferson is, uh, what do you do with him? Would you travel digs on him? Yes. You would? Yes. There's too many times in the game that I saw, and there was one play in particular last week where it was late in the game, and I'm watching, and Lazard goes in motion, and nobody's no, no receivers on this other side. Diggs is just kind of flanked out, and he's kind of covering a tight end. That's Their still, zone, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he's not covering anyone. So over there is just Bland and, and Joseph. And then you've got... Uh, seven yards off the ball and linebacker, you got Micah Parsons. And I'm thinking, wow, Packers have them exactly where they want. Their two best players are not doing what they do best, which is cover receivers and rush the quarterback. Yeah. And and, it, and then it was a first down pass over the middle and all that. And I'm just thinking, the Cowboys got to do what they do. So Jefferson, Diggs, Diggs will give up some plays. He'll get some as well. And, and then, you know, th- they have to because if you don't, then Jefferson's going up against two. I mean, I think Anthony Brown's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but Anthony Brown hasn't been – there have been moments no. he's – I mean, when he, got the concussion, when he got the concussion, that was a touchdown pass that he, sure, he was he in coverage. Up. Yeah. yeah. He looked kind of lost there too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Justin Jefferson is your biggest challenge Maybe he from a receiving beforehand. standpoint. No. No, he didn't. They wouldn't, like, they wouldn't have let him play if yeah. they did. Yeah. I don't you know. You can't play like that. No, you can't. No, his head, his head slammed down into the yeah. – into the, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think Justin Jefferson is your biggest challenge, and I think you put your best cover guy, especially when there's such a big difference between your best cover guy and the next closest mm-hmm. cover guy. I put him on Jefferson. You know what's crazy? It's like I was thinking here how comfortable I was with like the depth on defense. <laughs> Uh-huh. In every, you know, every spot. The only one was maybe linebacker, yeah. but then you kind of address that, and you're like thinking, "Oh, we're good." But then now we're, like, <laughs> I'm just like. But are you? Should we? Should we be allowing that one game to challenge our beliefs on what we think of this defense's depth? I think so. Yeah. Why? I mean, when you look at when you mention, for example, Bland. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to that kind of a point of. They've been good certain players, including like Sam Williams. I feel that they've been good when given the opportunity, but sprinkles of it. You know, now what does that look like when you have them out there full time? You know, so there is a difference there because of the growth that there needs to happen. And when you're playing at this level already in this part of the season, you, you just you need that person to have it. Or you don't. Yeah. But if not, you sprinkle them in in rotations. Like, that kind of let them – because you have to also rotate players. But 
right now, I mean, I'm talking about players like even Sean Wright. You mentioned him. That was someone that I was a fan of, even back at training camp, just because of his physique, his arms, his length. So those qualities that you want in a player that you look for, and then how does that translate into when they're out there playing? And just like it's maybe just the part of not being at that level where you ideally want them to be when you need them to be at this point. Yeah, but I guess the way I look at it is you're still talking about a guy. You're talking about guys that were your fourth and fifth cornerbacks now having to be your second and third cornerbacks. That, to me, is not a depth issue because if you had one of those guys, like, for example, when you lost uh, when you lost uh, uh, Jordan Lewis, then everybody sliding up one spot, it didn't become an apparent problem, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you lost two of them. When you lost True. him and, and, and Anthony Brown, now you got a problem because – and that's going to be on any team in the NFL. You take your fourth and fifth cornerbacks and now making your second and third cornerbacks, you're going to have some issues because there's a reason why they're fourth and fifth. To me, I don't know that I don't know that the depth <laughs> yeah. challenge is any more today than it was before. It's just they're having to tap into guys and make them do more than they're really capable of doing right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's very similar to what happened at wide receiver as well. Mm-hmm. Anytime, you know, you're talking about Noah Brown last year was the fifth receiver, right. and now he's been the third, and at times he's been the number two. Yeah. And he's not he's not ready for that. The difference know? is that was self-inflicted. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. That's the only difference there is self-inflicted, right? Yeah. They yeah. didn't they didn't address that in, in free agency like they should have. Yeah. And um, you know, and I don't know what they're doing right now with 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 James Washington. I mean, I'm not sure why he's not there, you know, and, and and especially with Noah Brown catching one pass and Jalen Tolbert, you know, and he's ready. He's ready. Washington is Washington's ready. ready to play. He's ready to play, and he, and and I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know exactly what he's going to do in the route, but I mean, he'll line up right. Just just so I understand, and so the listeners out there understand, how does that 21 day thing work? Can you bring a guy back immediately yes. and not do the 21 days? Yeah, you just have 21 days. By which you can't have him you practice have to without. start him. Got you have to start the window. He, you can start the window, and he can play immediately. Immediately, yeah. He, he can play that week if you want to, or he can go twenty-one days, and and you can you can do that, you know. And then he has then something's got to happen. Either yeah. you know he's got to go back to IR, or you got to put him on the roster. And you, you you don't have any inkling as to why the whole why there's the holdup. I mean, well, the only thing that we heard them say. From McCarthy, that's the only. Thing. I don't know if you've heard anything yeah. differently. It was that whole thing of like timing wise, how yeah, the schedule and this the opponents week. and Thanksgiving and all that, how that looks like. And ideally, you don't want to bring a player back yeah. in with those kind of weird schedules. Well, they're not practicing that that much today, and so that that's why the schedule's a little bit different. And that was because that's why they didn't do it last week because last week would have been one week this week's kind of weird and then the third week would have been the thanksgiving week that's not even a real week mm-hmm. so i mean i i don't know I, I don't care about all that stuff i care about like they need to start him he needs to start practicing so he can start to play because it's a problem tolbert and Noah brown aren't really giving them anything and michael gallup only a little bit yeah. and i think washington you signed him for a reason i think he's got the depth uh, I think he adds some depth. He had some playmaking uh, ability. You know, he's a former second round pick. I think he can he can make some plays. You know what's crazy? Now that I thought about it, I forgot. Like he actually has not practiced right at all with this team. Like if, if going back to training camp, he was struggling with some. 
injuries one, for one a couple day. of days. One second, first day of camp, yeah. he got hurt. And that was it. That was it. So but he that has might also not be the problem the here, team. right? Like whenever you get him back, you might need that full 21-day yeah. period and those practices because he literally has not practiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. They're thinking we got to we got to really u- utilize these 21 days so we can kind of get you know implemented in the offense. Which means again. you may not open that 21-day period until you literally get into December. After Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and you get that full week of practice and give him 21 days, and you're hoping he can be back and maybe give us something for the playoffs. Yeah. That's pretty much how you have to think about it at that point. Yeah, if they don't sign other guys you know, yeah. before then. right? So. And even if you do, it, it's still he still could play a role maybe, right? Yeah. You know, they rotate the receivers quite a bit, so maybe he does play a role, and maybe that means Jalen Tolbert, just go sit down and just watch the rest of the year, and we'll figure out how we start growing you next year, right? I mean, that, you know, the, the penalty kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe he just needs some time just to sit, and maybe James Washington allows you to to allows him to do that. Yeah, he he doesn't have he's not he's not ready. He's not yeah. ready to to contribute. He's not scaring anyone. Um I think he plays some on special teams though, which which if like James Washington comes in, I yeah. mean, I don't know if he's going to do that. Noah Brown plays. Is he not a special teams player? I didn't know. I mean, at some point you got to be, yeah, that's right? I'm thinking, yeah. You, just, you, you yeah. need to be. Uh, he was never I don't think a starter for most of his career in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, he wasn't, which makes me think he probably was doing some special teams there. But I don't, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know. He played some. He played some over there. I mean, he, he, he I mean, he played a lot of receiver. Like I don't know if he was a starter, but you know, they had they had the four or five different yeah. guys, and he played a lot, uh, especially his second year. So I, I don't think he was a, a regular on special teams. Okay. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow, we will break down uh, the Minnesota defense versus the Cowboys offense. We might have a little bit more on this Minnesota offense as well. We'll do that tomorrow. So then for Nick Eatman and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eulson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?